Welcome to Sports Scouts. I'm Joey Goodsir. I'm Michael Rope. And we are recording this episode 2.2 on Wednesday, December 11th, 2019. We are excited to really get back into the rhythm things of things here with Sports Scouts. Got a lot of exciting stories to talk about. So um, for the first time this season, uh, Michael, here are the scout scores. Yep. So boys basketball last night lost to Mundelein 58-24. to they play against Lake Zurich on Fridays. They look to get back on track after a tough loss last night. Girls basketball, on the other hand, defeated St. Charles North 52-43 to last night. They play against Mundelein tonight. Boys hockey played against Highland Park Sunday. They face Nutrier Blue after break. Girls hockey is also happening with a recent 10-0 win over Warren. We have an article on that that talks more about them. Done by Kira Burns, which is really well done. And girls gymnastics has a meet tonight at home against Stevenson. Wrestling finished first in the Tom... You know how to say this, Joey? Do probably do boys or do bois, depending on yeah. how French you want to be about it. But <laughs> they finished in first, so they will be at Lake Zurich Thursday, and they also have a, a um, wrestling match on um, Saturday, I believe. I'm not exactly sure where, but we'll get more on that if we if we find it out later in the show. And girls and, and boys swimming and diving will be at Mundelein tomorrow night. So Very excited that's for that. my scout scores for this week. Yeah, so thanks, Michael. There are your scout scores. If you want more on the latest in LHS sports, make sure you check out the Forest Scout, the latest articles, as we talked about. Kira Burns had one on girls hockey if you want to learn more about them because they often don't get talked about. Um, as always, we have basketball previews uh, rolling in and out. Peter Elliott started a new sports report series with some videos, some video recaps, which are really, yeah, those really are cool. Really, really cool to get actual footage of the games. We never had that before. So right. Really, really, really I like cool. That. I hope that continues. Um, and then also uh, a feature on JV athletes, um, as well as a look at uh, the baseball 2020 schedule with AJ Shaw, of course. Uh, pleasure to have him on to talk scouts last week. So, yeah. So also, if you didn't hear the sport you wanted to hear or we screwed up in some way, make sure you just send in the scores and informative news to our email. It's still the same. Sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com. So Michael can give you guys a shout out. So let's move on to national sports with, as always, show me what you've got. So as we're doing this time of year with Show Me What You Got, this is where we're throwing in our postseason football talk. So uh, predictably, I'm bringing in um, college football here with uh, conference weekend, which was um, pretty notable with some kind of definitive games that um, really put all the playoff debates to a close and really kind of rounded things off nicely for the committee. There weren't any super huge decisions to be made. Um, here were the final rankings. Here's how the final rankings rolled out. We have LSU at now at number one. Ohio State moving down to number two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four. So those are your playoff teams who will play on December 28th. More about that, uh, really previewing that next week. Um, Georgia at five, just outside. Oregon number six, Baylor number seven, Wisconsin eight, Florida nine, Penn State 10, uh, Utah 11, Auburn 12, Alabama 13, Michigan 14, Iowa 16, I mean, sorry, Notre Dame 15, Iowa 16, Memphis 17, Minnesota 18, Boise State 19, App State at 20, Cincinnati 21, uh, USC 22, Navy at 23, Virginia 24, and Oklahoma State 25. So those are your playoff rankings um, as we round as we round out the uh, regular season here, and we truly move into the bowl season, which should be pretty exciting with lots of new matchups. I mean, I think the biggest thing is. Um, the, the main thing to point out is that your playoff teams does not include Alabama. There's definitely a significant shakeup. We got LSU in there, which is pretty new. Um, and uh, Ohio State is, is back in there, and we'll see what they do because they seem like a more complete team 
than their playoff teams of the past. Probably one of the best Ohio State teams we've ever seen, for sure. So uh, we'll see what happens there, and we'll look more at that. But this week, as always, before we really get into that time of year, there's one more regular season game uh, to finish things off, as always. Army-Navy in Philadelphia, um, one of the greatest rivalries in sports. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on the Army-Navy game? Every year, it's just, I mean, it doesn't matter how good the teams are. It's just always, it's always a great game. And um, I, Army ranked, um, or Navy, excuse me, ranked 20, 23, you said. Yes. So they're definitely in. Um, I think ev- usually Navy is always, it's been, it's been kind of a, a trend now that they've always been beating up on Army. But um, it ended last year, right? It ended Ar- a couple Ar- years Army ago, and then Army kept winning. Army, Army did kept winning, yeah. So Navy, who won last year? Do you remember? Army won last Army, year. Army did win last Yeah, so that's what I was yeah, I feel so like they've won the last three. Let me check. But yeah. I think they've won the last three. And then, um, yeah, so they've they've won, like, the last three after kind of Navy had that. That long stretch of. Long stretch throughout the so 2000s. So Navy definitely, being ranked, they're definitely the better team in this one. So if I'm making a pick, I'm going Navy. But it's always, it, it could go either way. It doesn't matter how good these teams are. Every year it's, it's, it's always a dog fight to the end. So it's, always, yeah. it's just a great game. Okay, so here it is. So from 2002 to 2015, that was all Navy. And then Army broke that streak um, in a great game in 2016. And then um, they continued winning the last two years. So they've been winning for three years. Um, yeah, for me too, I mean, I think Navy's the favorite and who you're probably going to have to go with. The biggest thing, obviously, is that it's going to be a low-scoring, grinding football game. If you enjoy watching that, then you're probably already watching this game every single year because that's always what's fun. Um, if you want a more detailed breakdown on my part of this game, uh, definitely check out my uh, what to expect on Saturday this week because this is the only game. So, you know, this is where all the focus goes in is into this um, awesome rivalry game. But um, an early look at things, not com- not completely rounded out with my analysis yet, but um, based on what I'm seeing right now, it sounds like uh, Navy will be singing second <laughs> this year. So that's what's going on with college football. And, um, Michael, who, what's your show me what you got? Yep. So I'm going to NFL playoff picture. But first, Joey, I just got one question for you. What are your thoughts on – the Michigan-Bama draw that you guys got. Okay, so this is really, really interesting to me. The biggest thing is that it wasn't Florida. That's really all that I care about is it's <laughs> a new team. Yeah, that's true. You guys, how many times against Florida the last, like, five years? It's been at least like twice or three times. We've played, like, three or four times the last five years. Let me check that, too. Um, it's felt like a million. But, um, yeah, it's for, for Bama-Michigan, uh, I guess, in the Citrus Bowl. Um, the biggest thing for me is – it's simultaneously, and I talked about this more um, on the Joey Goodser Show and the Water and the Water Cooler <laughs> Podcast. Um, the biggest thing is, it's simultaneously a win-win and a lose-lose for Michigan because, on one hand, it's a win-win in that if you lose, everybody kind of shrugs because this Michigan team has really proven to be what they are at this point. With you know, they 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 are a very very good team but they are far from stepping into that very, very top 1% tier of elite teams. Alabama, you know, even though they didn't make the playoffs this year, they're one of those teams. So, you know, hey, if Michigan loses, it would be like losing to Ohio State except with the whole rivalry aspect of it removed. So I feel like everybody would shrug their shoulders at that. If Michigan wins, then Harbaugh gets some type of marquee win and just saying, you know, how many teams have been able to beat Bama lately? So, I mean, that, that would be something big to put under the program's resume as of late. But then on the other hand, it's a lose-lose in that if you win, I feel like people will diminish uh, the credit that the team will deserve probably because... Tua being out. Right, Tua being out, lots of players being out. There'll be... It sounds like 
it sounds like Alabama will be energized for this game, which scares me based on what Nick Saban has said. It feels like they're probably going to go out there and prove something. But at the same time, you do have to think about, you know, lots of different players being out, especially Tua. Um, and, you know, there's obviously lots of uh, NFL players on Alabama. So especially that, that receiving core, definitely. Right. It's I a, think they have to work cut off for them. I think the, I think they'll still have Waddle, though, and he had those he had a bunch of touchdowns in that Iron Bowl a couple weeks ago. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, they will have a, a couple players out. So I feel like that's what kind of makes things closer. But then also if Michigan wins, then they'll get less credit for that reason. And then, of course, it goes without saying, it, uh, in the lose-lose scenario, if Michigan loses, then it's another week of the same, um, you know, Harbaugh's on the hot seat, Harbaugh can't win big games, and that whole um, carousel of uh, takes, which, you know, at this point have uh, quite honestly gotten old. But um, right. that's, that's, that's what it is at this point. I don't know. I'm excited because it's something different, something new. I have very, very low expectations. I have, you know, as a fan, I'm, you know, I'm bound to just have – high hopes about it and hope something crazy happens. But for the most part, you know, I'm wearing a basketball shirt right now. I'm on a basketball season and I'm excited with what Juwan Howard's doing with the basketball team. So that's my main focus until um, January 1st. So yeah, that's what's going on with that. Yep. So now back to the NFL. So another huge weekend last weekend. So with the Ravens beating the Bills, that basically, I mean, I think that puts them um, in firm position now with that first seed in the bye so that was a huge win and also predictably close too i mean that that's the thing was the bills are i mean people probably didn't realize that but they're they're pretty close to be honest like they're not that far off from being right up there with some of the best teams in the league and with the patriots kind of scuffling as of late i mean they really haven't beaten anybody like that impressive all year long because up until what game was that the yeah the ravens game on Sunday night football i've it was i think they were coming in they they came in undefeated I, i believe the patriots did they were probably was it nine and zero at the time, ten and zero, mm-hmm. one or the other. But now, after playing against the Chiefs and the Ravens, they've they definitely hit a, a real um, roadblock here, and um, they barely beat the Cowboys in that game. I mean, of course, it was a sloppy game condition wise, but it's, right. it's still been it has they really haven't been the same Patriots team we've seen in the past. Because come come week fourteen this last week, the Patriots always seem to figure out their offense. Of course, with Tom Brady, they Bill Belichick, they always figure things out. But it's it's had a huge it's been a whole different field this year because they just have not been able to figure out the running game, and they just had a revolving door of wide receivers, and they really haven't found outside of guys not named Julian Edelman. They haven't had that guy step up thing. yet. There's, and there's nobody else out there right now. For real concern to throw to. Yeah, and that defense, of course, is still it, it's it's an elite defense, but it's not. It, I don't think it's as good as we as we thought it was going to be because they've kind of been exposed the last couple weeks of course they played against not that good opponents the first the first half of the season but I mean it's still a good defense but it's not it, it hasn't um lifted kind of like the Bears of last year that defense would just lift them up right to victories and the defense hasn't done that but of course they played against some good, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes is a tough task for any defense but the Patriots are it's a real concern right now and with the Bills being nine and four and the Patriots ten and three that that game that comes up I think is it next week uh, let me check. Or, uh, it's soon. I do know that. Um, it is on the 21st, so, so it's week in a couple 16? weeks here. Yeah. Okay, so that game is that could have real playoff implications for whichever, possibly a buy or just to win that division. So that'll be right. if the Bills can somehow beat the Patriots, that'll be probably the first time in probably a decade that yeah. a team out, outside of the Patriots has won that division. So that's a very very likable matchup if you're a Bills fan to be honest. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing was I I was very very excited about this Ravens Bills game because I feel like um 
you know, the Ravens offense has just been absolutely dominant with Lamar Jackson, you know, proving every single doubt about him wrong over the course of a season. I do think the one thing though was recently, I think that their flaws on offense had been exposed. And then you had the bills come in with um, a very, very powerful defense. And it was a matter of seeing how um, the Ravens would be able to adjust. And, you know, if they could be toppled because of, you know, finally facing facing a really, really good defense that had access to what they needed to do schematically. Um, Ravens ultimately came out on top, but I think that the close game proved that the Bills are truly um, a team to look out for. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Bills-Patriots game. I think that that's very, very likable, especially considering the very, very um, harsh limitations that the Patriots have on offense this year. I think that that's going to be very, very helpful for a Bills team that thrives on defense right now. Right. So... Um, yep, right now, week 16, that game will be in in, um, in New England at Gillette Stadium. It's slated right now for a 3.30 game, but I, I believe that game can still be flexed. Right. Because the Bears right now are, are the Sunday night game against the Chiefs, but that could easily, if the Bears lose to the Packers, they could easily remove that and mm-hmm. put in that Patriots game because of all all the implications that game has. And there, there's some good games that we can just look in right now. The Rams play against the 49ers, and the Rams have, have really hit their stride the last couple of weeks. The Titans play against the Saints. The Titans have been have been a team to look out for with Ryan Tannehill just reviving his career, being in Tennessee. And let's see, the Packers play against the Vikings like um, week 16 too. So once we get there after this week, we have a lot to talk about next week, or I guess after they'll be after break because I don't know if we'll have time next week too with right. finals going on. But we'll definitely get back back to you guys after the break um, to talk about all that went down because that'll be the end of the regular season. We'll have the playoff picture ready out after this. Was kind of crazy. We'll be. Talking about it's that. crazy how yeah. fast things are happening this year. So um, yeah. I know it's been it's been really fast this year. Everything's just flying by. But so to, sure. so now to get back to the playoff picture, we have the Ravens at one. Like we said, the Patriots are still holding on to that two seed at ten and three. We have the Chiefs with the three seed, nine and four. A huge win against the Patriots. We've seen Patriots fans complaining about those those missed calls that the referees had, but. I feel like the Patriots fans Patriots. are the last fans that can complain <laughs> about that type of I stuff. Know. And I, I saw a video of just Patriots fans complaining, oh, but that, all these missed calls, we, we get no benefits. But they showed, I saw a clip, it was like a five-minute video of the missed calls by the refs the Patriots got in, in past games. So they they shouldn't be complaining. They've definitely they've definitely got a lot of their fair share of calls in the past. So Very true. They just should stop complaining altogether. So the Texans are at four. Bills are at five. Steelers at six. Steelers have been, after starting 1-4 to win seven in a row, to be 8-5 is just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, as I said last time, just so impressed by all the things that they don't have um, to make them good and the fact that they're still um, a playoff contender is absolutely impressive on behalf of, like, um, you know, Mike Tomlin and the entire coaching staff. The fact that they've been able to keep this team together uh, through everything is pretty crazy so we'll see what happens once they get in the once uh you know the playoffs roll out here um but so far a very very impressive season for them let's see who do they play against? Oh, they play against the bills this week so that's a huge game on sunday night football bills steelers that could that'll change the whole afc playoff picture if the steelers can win and right if they that, lose, that changes everything that could easily just knock them out with the titans um right on their heels and they play mm-hmm. against the texans on sunday so another that's another huge game for the AFC South. So there's a lot of of shifting that could go on this weekend. NFL scheduling really really paying off it's, this week. It's been lots of good matchups. The last three weeks have just been it's a, they've been spot on, of course, with right. the 
49ers against the Ravens and the 49ers against the Saints, which, which is a classic with the 49ers just, just edging the, the Saints after being down, I think, by I think two or three scores earlier early in the first half. They, they just rallied back, and they won, of course, 48-46 to against the Saints, which was a, a classic for a regular season game. And so the rest of the AFC playoff picture, um, it's really just the Titans – that's a, really the, the last relevant team because the Browns are six and seven. There's really no, there's really no shot for them to get back into the wild card hunt with the Titans being eight and five and the Steelers being eight and five. So, those are the only teams that have a real shot at the playoffs in the AFC. And going over to the NFC, of course, the 49ers with that big dub moved to the to the one seed at eleven and two. The Packers get the second seed at ten three. The Vikings are are right there at nine and four. They had the sixth seed, of course, because the the Seahawks have an, are another. The NFC West is just it's, it, the NFC West and the NFC North are just really good this year. With the Seahawks being ten and three at, at the five, for sure. The Saints are um, ten and three at the three seed, and the Cowboys are had that final the final um, I guess the division um, I guess clinch being six and seven, having a four seed, which is kind of embarrassing for them just to even be. Even be in the playoffs with so many just teams that are better than they are. Yep. Meaning it's been the Bears or the Rams could be left out, and they definitely are way better than the Cowboys or the Eagles that could get in. So right. I mean, it's been four straight weeks of you know yeah harsh conversations about Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones going off on radio shows. So yeah. I mean, it's not a good sight right now. It's not a great sight in Dallas right and they now. They get the Rams this week, and in Dallas. So if they can win that game, okay, maybe. Maybe they get some confidence back in themselves. If they lose, though, the wheels are really going to start falling off here. And the Eagles have – I don't know who they – let's see. The Eagles play against the Redskins. So, yeah, that's an easy win for them most likely. So 7-7 seven, seven Eagles, 6-8 um, and eight Cowboys. I, <laughs> I don't see the Cowboys coming back from that, being da- being 6-8, and eight, with the Eagles having a very favorable schedule to finish off the season. So – the, sure. If the Cowboys lose it, it's a, it's a must win. It's a must have for the Cowboys. So if they lose, they're, they're I think they're, they're basically done. And the Eagles probably will will sneak in with either an eight and eight record or a nine and seven if they can beat the Cowboys later in the year. But I, either way, the Bears or the Rams probably are going to get chipped up a playoff spot because just the fact of, of the NFC right now with <clears throat> excuse me with the Seahawks being ten and three at the five and the Vikings nine and four with the six. And the Packers probably and Vikings probably will flip flop either way, depending on who wins the matchup next week. So there's definitely, I think the NFC is probably all but set. We we can pray for the Bears to probably get back in it, but right. with the Rams winning against the Seahawks, that kind of that kind of I think was the, the the final straw for the Bears because with the Rams having the tiebreaker against the Bears, even if the Bears do win two more and lose to the Chiefs, that the Rams just win one more game and they get Arizona coming up on their schedule again. They win that game and the Bears are are done anyway with the tiebreaker. So. Right. It is crazy though that they that there is some semblance of hope as far as the Bears team being yeah. very very good lately. I mean, probably the best version of them that we've seen all year long for sure. Right. So that that's Cowboys game that, that was a thing. fun game. I mean, even to have meaningful football still in December, I guess is is, is a positive considering where we were after that four game right. skid. I was it's just like, it's just the be? way that it doesn't match up with the expectations is the problem. Um, right, but we'll being, see. Being we'll Super see what Bowl, happens. being Super Bowl was our expectations going into the season. It's, it's been. It's been a disappointment, but the fact that they are still are playing are playing hard and they haven't given up is 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 a positive. That is so very very encouraging. Year. And the um, biggest thing is Mitch too. Right. We, we just want to see him play well these these last these last couple of weeks. And if he does, he definitely 
will earn that spot for next year, and we can build off possibly what he's done. And it's been it's been a good stretch for him lately. So. Right, definitely showed that on Thursday. Um, obviously the touchdown being the main thing, but just um, you know the plays the plays that nobody really really notices where he's showing more semblance of confidence, connecting on more passes. That's the bigger thing. Uh, but we'll see what happens. There's a big schedule ahead of them. Obviously you have an important game, both you know historically and season wise. Uh, coming up with the, I believe it's the 300th or 200th. It's 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 a notable matchup between the Bears and the Packers this week. So um, we'll see what happens there. And then they got, you know, more big teams after that. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what's going on with the playoff picture, I guess, right? Yep, that's all for now. So we'll to see. Once we get back, it'll be all it'll be all said and done. We'll right. already have the playoff picture, so it'll be... It'll be a fun next couple of weeks being on being on break to sit back and watch some football with college and the NFL. It's always it's always a good time of year, and yep. the NBA too, which got Christmas games. So there's it's it's just a great time of year for sports. Yep, so for sure. We'll definitely get back to you guys. Mm-hmm. So um, that is the end of show me what you've got, and let's move into our news segment. Okay, so my news here is uh, this whole Patriots uh, Spygate Redux story, I guess. Uh, so basically, the New England Patriots had a um, they there was there was an independent uh, videotaping crew um, that was at a uh, that was at um, the Browns the Browns, Browns Bengals game Browns Bengals game week, yep. he was um, he was recording um, for the Do Your Job series which is like an independent um, which is like a uh, show that the Patriots uh, run week to week. But uh, the notable thing was apparently, well, allegedly he was um, spending a lot of that time uh, filming the Bengals' sideline specifically. Um, so, you know, the, the allegations came out about this. New England makes a statement. And because it is the Patriots, obviously this becomes a very, very big deal because they've had a history with things like this. Um, that's really the biggest thing. So I guess yeah, that's that's really the biggest thing right now um, with the Patriots. Uh, as of right now, it doesn't seem like they're going to face that severe discipline. Um, it seems like their justification of the whole thing has been checking out so far. But I guess it is a big thing to throw on top of the heap of all the different things going on with the Patriots as an organization over uh, the last twenty years. So yeah, with Michael, the, with the flake gate on going this? on, of course, the last couple um, a couple seasons ago with the Colts and the AFC Championship game with the play in the balls, of course, um, it's just yeah, I don't I don't know if you can give them the benefit of the doubt. It looks like that they were it, it it wasn't that big of a deal to be honest. I mean I don't think that they really need to cheat against the Bengals who are one in eleven right now, right? Or one in thirteen now, I think. Yeah, or no, one in eleven. Um, but it's just it's just it's kind of it's kind of um, when, when I saw this come out, I think it was either two days ago or yesterday. But it's kind of amusing, to be honest, to see right. this happening again with the Patriots. Any other team, it wouldn't really be news, like you said, but since right. the Patriots, I think, it adds another level to it. I think it. the Patriots adds a factor to it. It's I don't think that other teams would really get noticed for this as much. But then on the other hand, I do think that once this comes out, um, unlike other teams, I think that the Patriots are less likely to get the benefit of the doubt considering their history. It looks like things will be fine, but it is another thing to note on top of all the things that they've faced in recent years. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically what's going on with the Patriots right now. Uh, we'll see what happens as far as uh, the team and probably a fine or some kind of discipline. We'll have to see what it is. But right, and we'll see we'll see what happens with the team once uh, they make the playoffs here because that's the biggest question with the Patriots really right now is 
uh, what can they actually produce out of this season. So yeah. that's what's going on with the Patriots. It's a whole different field right now in New England. So it'll be interesting to see once we get back how, how it all shapes out for them. So my news this week is flipping now to baseball, Major League Baseball. So Derek, Garrett Cole signed a massive contract last night, late last night, a nine-year, $324 million with the New York Yankees, which is by far the biggest contract in, for a pitcher in Major League history. I guess not really by far now, considering Steven Strasburg the day before signed a massive contract as well, signing a um, $245 million contract over seven years, and Cole just topped him for nine years, $324 million. So around around similar mid-30 um, million dollars per season for both of them. Of course, Cole's deal being longer with more money, but it, it's, the Yankees are dishing out a lot of money now with considering that they signed Giancarlo Stanton a, c- a couple of years ago with um, 324 or 20, 325 million dollars over I believe it was 13 seasons yeah thir- 13 seasons which is a total now the the Yankees are going to have to dish out 649 million dollars between those two players over the next however many years um, remaining on Giancarlo's contract and then of course Cole's contract so that'll be a lot of money between those two guys, but it's the Yankees. They can basically get whoever they want come free agency, and definitely, it'll definitely be a huge shakeup. Of course, bringing, taking Cole out of the AL West, bringing him to the NL East or the AL East, excuse me. And of course, with the, the the rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox, that'll just add another layer to it. With the Yankees probably being the better team right now on paper, the Red Sox are always there. Of course, we'll have to see how they get back. Um, in, in contention after not making the playoffs this last year and winning the World Series the year before, so they're definitely going to want to want to get back in contention again. And with the Yankees being the top dog yet again, there's going to be a lot of heat going on come that first come that first series and the whole season in the AL East. So it'll they'll be fun. That'll be a fun division as long uh, as long as Cole stays healthy and other guys. Of course, the Yankees had a lot of injuries last year. That kind of they were still a really good team, but they didn't reach their full potential with those injuries. So that'll be the fun a fun division. And this is getting on the topic of divisions. I think it'll be interesting to see how the NL Central plays out too with the Cubs. It, there's a lot of rumors going on with um, Chris Bryant possibly being moved. The Cubs not even signing anybody this offseason. So there's a lot to talk about with the Cubs. I we'll have to see how it plays out. The winter meetings going on right now. There's a lot that could really shape out for the, shape up for the Cubs that either day. Um, decide to, to go all in, I guess, for another season, or, or they decide just to possibly even, I don't know, just do a little bit of patchwork by trading away Chris Bryant and getting some pieces back, pitching pieces probably back from, from possibly the Nationals or the Phillies, whoever they decide to trade him to possibly. So we'll just see how that shapes up. But the Cubs could, the Cubs are probably on the, the, the best days probably we've seen the last couple of years are probably over for the Cubs. So, yep, for sure. Not going on. The biggest thing, the only thing I can pull out of the uh, Derek Cole thing is the Yankees are the Yankees again. That's the that's really the biggest thing. We got a uh top prospect for them out and um they just they just bought him out. Yeah. They they got him and that's usually what's defined the Yankees over the course of their history. So now that they've really done that on the biggest possible level, once again, it's really the whole evil empire Yankees narrative is finally back in baseball, which I think is a good thing for baseball. Uh we'll see how it affects uh you know, future uh, World Series championships, and if things really start to get um, unbalanced in their favor again, yeah. I think it's just weird because this decade closed out as being the first decade in at least fifty oh, it, years I th- yeah. without 
the Yankees, Yankees winning win. a yeah. single World Series, which is the biggest thing um, that they kind of had a little bit That's of a crazy falling if you off. Think about it, though. Yeah, the first decade, and however many decades it is. So I think since yeah, it's it's been a while. But even with Cole signing with the Yankees too, another thing is unlike basketball, baseball, anything anybody can still win. It, it's not like oh they got him, Garrett Cole. The Yankees are automatically going to win championships, like we've seen with basketball with the Warriors, of course that they. Signing Kevin Durant, it's, it was basically all said and done for um, for the Warriors in those seasons. They had a healthy KD, health, healthy KD, Currying Thompson. So that was ba- and, Dray- and and Draymond Green. So that was basically it was all written written out that the Warriors were going to win that um, that that first season that they got Durant, and um, it'll just be interesting to see how how it turns out now for the rest of the baseball world because they're going to have a lot of the AL East is going to have a lot of catching up to do with the Rays, a really good team too, but they're Great not team. they're not quite. They don't have the money the Yankees do, so it'll be it'll be worth watching to see how they play against the Yankees and of course the Red Sox. They got a lot of money too, so but they've had a lot of big contracts that they've been dishing out the last couple of years. So I don't know how much money they have to sign other guys to compete with them, but the Yankees definitely have the upper hand right now in that division. So yeah, a lot more to come though for baseball free agency. Yep, uh, to confirm that, so the Yankees uh, have not been in the World Series since 2009, uh, the 2010s were their first decade without a World Series appearance since the 1910s. So it's been wow, wow. <laughs> it's been a century. That's pretty insane. But yeah, no, this is this is proving that that's all kind of coming to an end and the Yankees are kind of regressing back to what they are uh with a very very big signing uh just over the last night here. So that's the end of our news segment and uh, we do not have a let's sit down segment this week. We thank Shaw for being on last week and we're looking for guests in the future. Uh, but yeah, we encourage anyone who wants to be on the show to email sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know why you want to be on the show and we will most definitely welcome you on the show for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're going to move into our, uh, unique touch of analysis segment. They don't scout like this. So our, they don't scout like this. Uh, topic this week is going to be the new MLB uniforms featuring the Nike swooshes um, on the chest, which has caused um, an obvious amount of uh, controversy lately. But I think it's part of a larger conversation, which is, you know, we saw recently in the NBA with uh, advertisements being put onto the jerseys. Um, and you know, I guess there's the two groups. There's the groups of people who think it's fine and think it's a good way for uh, teams to continue making money. On the other hand, um, it seems like it somewhat cheapens um, the brands of the teams, and also that it seems like we could move in a direction that'll eventually be where soccer is now, where you know advertisements on jerseys <laughs> are bigger than yeah. the actual team logos. Um, so I guess that that's the biggest thing about these. Michael, what do you really think about this whole thing? I don't really see a problem with it. I just think that – I don't know. They probably, probably could have put it on the sleeves. We are kind of talking about this before. Maybe they yeah. could have just – That's that's my that's been, my been less obvious with it, this. and they could have just put it right on the left the left sleeve or the right sleeve, whatever. Um, but I, I don't really see that much of a problem with it. I just think people are just not used to that probably because Nike hasn't sponsored baseball in, in the past. And it's been majestic in the past, and they've always just had it on the sleeve. So it's, I don't know, it's not really that noticeable, but it's definitely a changing trend, though, for, like, these, for not not not, um, not soccer, but, of course, like, basketball, like you said. And football really hasn't hasn't done that yet, but who knows? They could possibly it, move in that conversation, too. With, it's very, very possible. It's all, it all will. comes down to money, usually, for these for these teams, and if they can just bring in a little more revenue with 
possibly like a sponsorship on the front of their jerseys, they're they're gonna do it. So right. I mean, so this for me, it's jersey to jersey. Um, you know, I'm obviously a Cubs fan more than everything. The Cubs jersey, it looks okay with the swoosh. Again, uh, overall, my opinion is should be on the sleeve, but they're not gonna do that because you know branding. They want it. They wanna it to be the most obvious it can be, right. yeah. which is unfortunate, but that's just what it is at this point. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Cubs jersey looks okay. It's just the jerseys that bother me the most. Um, the Yankees are, one looks kind of weird. With the, it. the Yankees one bothers me because it's the Yankees. And uh, just personally, my other team, the Tigers jersey looks very, very weird for yeah. similar reasons as the Yankees. The other thing, too, is they don't have their um, u- uniform English D on anymore. They have, the, they have the actual logo, the cap logo on the jersey now on the home jerseys, which is kind of odd. So that combined with the swoosh kind of makes – the Tigers jersey look very, very different than what it traditionally does. So I don't know. Overall, I don't love it. I, I've pretty much accepted that this stuff is going to kind of happen and hope hope that it doesn't go too far. Um, you know, this happened at one point, you know, a long, long time ago in football, and it was a big controversy and things worked itself out. And, you know, in college football, especially once the average, once, yeah. you know, Nike started coming into that too. So of course, Michigan with. Yeah, in Michigan with Nike in the mid '90s, yeah. that was that was a huge deal. I think they they were one of the first schools to do that yeah. in football. Um, yeah, so I mean that that and eventually it evolved to where that wasn't you know that wasn't frowned upon anymore, and it was just kind of the norm. That's probably what's going to happen with these. But um, as of now, it feels a little weird, especially on lots of the traditional jerseys. I just wish it would have been fine for them to put it on the sleeves, but we all know that that's probably not going to happen anyway. So that's a big thing. We'll see how that develops in the future because it's a big trend in sports, um, and it's interesting to see how far uh, teams will go um, and if they will actually move in that kind of soccer direction or does or do you know American teams kind of draw the line at some point. But we'll see. So that was They Don't Scout Like This, and we are going to move right into Just Wait Till Next Week. But first, just a reminder, as always, uh, we're going to start your scouting in our next episode. So we encourage any of you guys to call in and ask a uh, question for us. And, yeah, make sure you're sending your questions. The number is still 224-544-9330. So we are going to move into Just Wait Till Next Week. All right, so welcome to Just Wait Till Next Week. Uh, we kind of look forward to uh, what's going to happen here soon. I guess we've already kind of talked about this, but, um, you know, Michael, what are you looking forward to as far as things go? So here we'll be back, like I said, after after break. So that'll be the first week of January. We'll be back recording. We'll have the NFL playoff picture out. The bowl, uh, the bowl games will be all but wrapped up, except for the national championship will be coming up. We'll, we'll be right. back in school before that that game happens so we'll preview that game of course and there's just a lot of good football that's going to be taking place these next couple of weeks so we'll have a we'll have a ton of talk to, ton of talk about once we get back so that's the I biggest mean, thing I'm, I'm looking forward to all all of what's going to go on uh, all, all that's going to unfold these next couple of weeks so that's that's the biggest thing we'll see what happens there if you guys want more coverage on that um you know obviously here we're just kind of looking at the rankings and army navy those are kind of the more relevant things but then once next week starts which obviously we won't be around that's when really the bull conversation will take over so uh my preview this week will be on army navy and recaps of the conference games but then the next week uh right before we go on to break um that will be um the big uh college football playoff and bowl preview special so that will be the big um, focus that week, and that'll be the big article. So if you guys want a full preview, we I do full previews on all the New Year's Sixes, um, including the playoff semifinals, 
and uh, picks on all the bowl games. So that's when that will come out. Uh, but when we get back, yeah, the national championship will be all that's left. So we will know a lot by then on how things worked out. So I am excited about that. It's always good to sit down for bowl season during the holidays. Uh, so uh, that's all we got today. Congrats for sticking through and listening to this whole thing. We appreciate it as always. Um, you can find us in the same places as usual. Subscribe to listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, or Radio Public. Uh, the new uh, podcast outlet uh, this season is Podbean, which is good because it's one of the bigger ones uh, for computer users. So I'm excited about that. So yeah, we're also on Podbean now. Uh, give us a positive review, like us, you know, whatever they do, wherever those places are. Subscribe to watch on YouTube. Um, we don't have any new subscribers this week, but <laughs> we got to keep it. It's okay. We got to keep it going. Um, uh, but yeah, there. So always do that. Of course, read the Forest Scout. Lots of good articles as always. Uh, make sure you check out the um, Forest Scout Friday email on Friday. Um, and yeah, we talked about the sports ones. Uh, there's a really really cool one about 70s issues of the Forest Scout. Uh, that was that week. came out yesterday. So that, that, that was that a, came out a good read. Very very good read. Um, Casey Murray wrote a column. Wrote a column. You know, opinion editor, news editor, always doing his thing um, in ways that you know others really can't. So <laughs> right. that's awesome. Um, uh, we got columns about football. Matthew Gurion re- reflected on football. Uh, advice for finals. If you need advice for finals, um, lots of different coverage in lots of different places. As always on the Four Scouts. So check into that every single day. Um, but yeah, that's that's the biggest thing right now um just a couple things for this season guys um there isn't anything up there uh this week uh, but in the future we're going to try to feature different sports teams that are um currently relevant so you know uh lake forest high school sports so the biggest thing is um definitely if you're interested in in lending us your jersey for uh one episode definitely let us know about that uh, we want to feature lots of different teams so we will do that starting next week and the other thing too is, um, if you're looking to advertise, we will be doing we will we will probably be doing some ad reads this season. So that's the other thing too. But yeah, that's all we got. So get ready for another week of Sports Scouts. And in the meantime, we'll keep on scouting. See you guys later. See you later.